Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. Welcome, friends. Thank you for joining me on this very special episode of Screens in Focus. Today, we are celebrating our 200th episode by delving into the beloved TV series, Friends, and sharing our personal connections and favorite moments. I can't believe that we are at 200. I remember the day I started this podcast. It has been an incredible ride I love sharing TV and movies with all of you, and so I just want to take a moment to express my sincere gratitude for your support. Your presence as listeners and members of our community means the world to me. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe to ScreensAndFocus.com and become a valued part of our vibrant community. By joining, you can stay updated and engaged with us, sharing your thoughts and letting us know what content resonates with you. Now, let's dive into this celebration of friends. My friends and co-hosts will be sharing their favorite memories, standout episodes, what resonates with them about this iconic series. We have Friends spanning multiple generations, representing both women and men, sharing their unique perspectives and showcasing how Friends resonates with different age groups. Alongside that, we'll also be recommending TV shows or movies featuring the talented cast members, providing you with more great content to enjoy. We are going to kick off this celebration by hearing from someone who holds a special place in my podcasting journey. Let's start with a voicemail from my dear friend and former co-host, Brooke. Hello, Screens and Focus podcast. This is Brooke. And I wanted to congratulate you, Diana, on your 200th podcast episode. I cannot believe that you have come so far. I am just so, so happy for you and your community, and all the wonderful shows and movies that you've been able to share with us and discuss all the details that you can see in these films and movies that you love. Thank you so much for your dedication, your hard work, and keeping everybody in the loop. And I always know who to ask what to watch next. I also wanted to share with you my favorite Friends episode, is actually the episode where Chandler and Monica are officially engaged. I just thought that was the sweetest, most sweetest, kindest episode that those two had shared with their love and affection towards one another and their quirky selves trying to get everything together for this perfect engagement. And I just love that episode to the point where... I actually cried out of joy. So I just wanted to share with you that the Friends series has come so far and has come through my life multiple times in different stages to where I can still enjoy watching Friends on a regular basis and sharing those most funny, hilarious moments with my own friends, which then leads me to let you know, Diana, how much I appreciate our friendship, and I just hope that we can continue many more years to come, laughter and sharing our stories with one another, and I just am so glad that 
You are my friend, Diana. Congratulations on your 200th podcast episode. Thank you so much for including me. I can hardly wait to hear the episode, and I can hardly wait to see where your journey continues. Love you. Bye. I am beyond excited to have my childhood best friend, Michelle, join me on this very special episode. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Diana. I'm so glad to be here talking about one of my favorite topics, friends. (laughs) I am so glad you're here, too. So Michelle and I have been friends. Oh, my gosh. We lived across the street from each other. So we were kids. And our bond has remained strong throughout the years. We have the most amazing memories and support each other through thick and thin. But we also have a special connection when it comes to the TV series, Friends. We have a shared love for the series and it had 10 seasons, 236 episodes from 1994 to 2004. This is when you had to wait for a TV show to come out every week and everybody was watching it and everybody is still watching it today. There is a new generation that has found friends watching it and I just love that because it resonates, because it's about friends and these characters. So, Michelle, I would love to know, why do you love friends and what resonates with you? Gosh, you know, it's funny because I think I'm probably some something, my kids would say I'm friends obsessed. Um, I literally do watch it every day. And I do remember when it was first coming out and you did have to wait that week. Like everything stopped on Thursdays. I believe it was Thursdays, right? You just... Everybody knew they were going home to watch Friends. So I was as hooked on it back then as I am today. And I literally watch it every single day. You know, looking back at it and reflecting on it, I think there's the the one side where you look at the the casting and how amazing it was. Uh, But then there's the characters that you forget about the fact that there was casting and that these are actors, that these friends that you come to um, become so familiar with. And I remember when I first started watching it, I had my favorites and I had other ones that kind of bothered me. Like a great example (laughs) would be Ross, you know, his voice, whiny, and it bothered me. And then as you start to grow and his character starts to grow and you start to become familiar with him. You start, I look at it from both sides. I mean, what an amazing person he is. And then also when I stop and think about the actor, the physical comedy, the facial expressions, the voices, the everything about him. So I went through that phase with almost every single one of them where they were at one time or another my favorite for different reasons. But overall, you just resonate with them. You resonate with the real life experiences and I think I, I, my kids laugh because it's at least once a day where I say, you know, what, like that time on Friends, that's just like right now. And so they laugh at me all the time because everything relates back to Friends. <laughs> love it. I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and so much of what you said, uh, it was perfect because you're right about the characters. I had 
back when I watched it, I had favorites too. And then I have ones that I didn't think I cared about as much about. I think actually I've been watching it a lot more in the last several years for me. I noticed that I have a different take on on the characters, like you said. And I thought, oh, well, I do like them after all. Phoebe was not my favorite character. Joey was not my favorite character for a while. I actually really loved David Schwimmer because I just thought he was like this comedic genius. I loved his facial expressions. Those are my favorite out of everybody. Uh Uh, Monica sometimes got annoying to me at certain times. So, but then you're, they become so endearing to you. Those qualities now mean so much to you because you see beyond what you, your initial reaction to that was. I'm so glad that you pointed that out because I am realizing that as I'm watching it even more recently. And so I just think that that is all just so fantastic. And yes, each actor is so good. They are just such a talent. And the it was like the stars were aligned when each of these were cast and put together. And it doesn't happen that often, but there are some shows that are able to do that. And this one absolutely did. I think this show just makes me laugh so hard. And it has a lot of heart. And I think that is what resonates with people. And that is why it is still popular today. I agree. I, I know it's funny because again, I said I watched every day and I'm not kidding. As soon as I come upstairs, I hop into bed and I turn on a friend's episode and, and it inevitably um, one of my kids is up either brushing their teeth or doing whatever. And they just open the door and look, and look at me and laugh because I'm laughing all by myself <laughs> sitting there yeah. watching that episode. And they're, they're just so funny and and resonate is the best word. I think it's just the best word. Realistic and funny all at the same time. Yeah. Oh, and you know, I did say that Joey was probably not my favorite character, but at the same time, he wanted to be an actor. And so I, I believe at that time when it first came out, that was something, of course, I was trying to be an actor at the same time. So I wanted to see what he did, how he felt about it, how he went about his roles. So that I felt connected in that way. So that was just a memory that popped up for me too, as to why, why he, and again, I'm using the word resonate. I was trying not to use it again because we've used it a couple of times, but it's so true. It just, yeah, it, did. it just it connects did. and it connects. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same thing, Monica, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of fans out there that thought she was annoying, the competitive competitiveness and the, you know, the constant need to clean and that whole, you know, intensity of Monica. But at the same time, I resonate, I identify, maybe let's, let's put that, we'll use a different yeah. word. I identify yes. with her because she likes cooking and I like cooking and she's competitive and I can be competitive, not quite to the level that she is, but you know, that's still down deep inside of me. And then at the same time, she's also what I find to be one of the most moral characters of all of them. She was always the one to say, Hey, you know, that's not okay. And, and was able to be very, um, honest and forthright about checking somebody if they weren't handling something properly and speaking up for herself. And so I guess I also respect that. And again, identify maybe a little bit more with her without the uh, manic side of some of the (laughs) Monica-isms. Yeah. So one of the amazing things is that, and I think what draws a lot of people in too, is that they are living in New York. 
And a so, let's not forget that part. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, friends out there, uh, Michelle and I were able to travel to New York not too long ago, six months ago. I was, we were celebrating a milestone birthday of mine. I was turning 21. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> So we had to celebrate. And so we went there and I had mentioned to Michelle, I said, we were getting ready for the night to head to bed. And I said, mm, do you mind if I we put on Friends? Because that is what I watch to go to bed. It's like my lullaby. It just makes me feel good. I like watching it right before I go to bed. And what did you say to me? I think I said, I, I think I should marry you right now. <laughs> It was like, I can't, but I think my words were actually, I cannot believe you just said that because that is exactly what I do to go to sleep every night. And so God, what a better way to end our first day in New York to discover that that was the a, a commonality on top of all the, the other things we enjoyed that day. I have chills. I mentioned this to a group of friends of mine. Uh, they had, They just thought that that was super amazing. They thought, Wow, you are childhood friends and you watch the same show, you love the same show, and you both go to sleep to the same show. <laughs> they just, they could not believe it. It was like a mic drop to them. They thought, oh my God, you have to keep make this episode about friends. That is just the perfect show to highlight your 200th episode. And it was just amazing realizing that between us at that time. And then we went on a New York walking tour and we were able to take a picture in front of the exterior of Friends. And I thought that was just such a cool memory. It was. I remember when, so first of all, that whole thing, the, the, the food tour, the walking thing, all of it, we were all bundled up. It was wintertime. It was Christmas time. We're in New York. We're friends. And we're in Greenwich Village, which was amazing. And then I just remember that the, the tour guide, I mean, or, or the guy that we were eating with and sharing with and whatever else, and all of a sudden he says, turn around and you look up and there's Monica's apartment. I mean, it was just the most amazing thing. And yes, our our picture when we took it in front of the building was Cheshire cat smiles ear to ear. And it was, you know, it's like we're, we're celebrating our love for friends. We are friends celebrating 50 years of being friends. And all of that is just it is it's re, it's remarkable. So um, but who knew after that long, neither one of us knew that ritual was what we each did when we went yeah. to sleep that night. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wise women we are. We are. Okay, so I would love to know what is one of your favorite friends episodes? Oh, boy. Well, I, you know, you had asked me that before, and I really tried to narrow it down. And so the very first one that comes to mind, they're, they're not in any order. But the first one that came to mind when you asked me that was the one with Bamboozled. Um, it's, it's actually the episode called the one with the baby shower. Um, it's season eight and, um, I think it's episode 20. Um, so this is the one where they, um, Joey's got an, uh, an opportunity to become the um, host of a game show and it's a very complicated game show. And so Ross and Chandler agree to help him to practice and before you know it, they get so caught up in this complicated game that they are now hooked. I mean, they are like, they've been up for hours playing it and they, they shoot back to them, um, 
while the baby shower is going on with the women on the other side. And there, it's just, it's hilarious. I mean, the, the, between the way Joey's talking like a talk show host and then Chandler and, and Ross getting caught up in the competition. And the, and there's one part where they ask a question and it's called the something bonus round. And Ross has to hop on one leg because he gets extra points if he does that. And then they just keep asking questions questions firing it away and he's supposed to switch legs in between so he loses the bonus points and his again his facial expressions his brilliant facial expressions it's just the best and then fast forward the only part that the baby shower there was a lot of parts to remember about that um, but mainly what I remember most was Monica was trying to make up to Rachel's mother that she hadn't included her in the baby shower yes. invitations yes and yes. she's yeah she's just kissing her bottom and pampering to her and in her Rachel's mom's not giving her a break and at one point she just says oh my god my ass is sweating and it's just the funniest thing she's trying so hard <laughs> to get Rachel's mom to to forgive her and to be nice to her and she's she's doing everything that she can but those are the two things that stand out about that one I'm sure that some of the other ones, the other, the, the other one that I just, I, every time it comes on, I'm so glad and I have to sit there and watch it from beginning to end is um, the one that's basically like the Jeopardy round. It's a, it's the, called the one with the embryos. Um, oh, it's yes. For episode 12. Um, and so Joey and Chandler are talking about how they know Rachel and Monica better. Um, and so at, at some point they say that Rachel just got back from the store and they can guarantee that she, they know what she has in her bag. And it goes all the way down to a piece of, uh, or a, a roll of scotch tape. And, and so they got every single item right. And so that leads them to then talk about who knows who better. And they end up going into this whole, um, I, I always say the Jeopardy game, but it's basically just like a quiz about each other. And then, of course, Monica's competitive side comes out and they end up betting um, how that episode started was the chicken and the rooster or the rooster, as it turns out, was waking Rachel up. So they wanted the, the two birds gone. And then they end up betting the apartment was the other part that the girls were going to give up if they lost. And fast forward that it was just brilliant. All of those questions were so funny. And then when they came down to the end, when they said, what is Chandler being due? I can say. <laughs> Silence. I knew every other answer, I think, except maybe Space Cowboy. I didn't know. I didn't know the answer to that one. <laughs> So that one's always a very, very funny one. And then, of course, I mean, there's 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 one more I would if I had to pick one, the videotape. And the reason why I like that one is that whole exchange between Rachel being so confident that Ross was the one that came on to her. And there was so clearly they were all going to see that by the fact that this videotape after they got through that whole fact that there was even a videotape and Ross's face the whole time he just sat back he tried to protect her from that embarrassment and then when that that discovery of the backpacking trip across <laughs> western Europe, Europe gets yeah. mentioned it's like every single person knew she came on to him so that was it was the timing of that the well the way it was written how they um filmed each episode and tied it together to just be the perfect crescendo at the end was just it was brilliant I love that episode what I, about you what's your favorite well, <laughs> I was gonna say that was one of the top three that I was thinking to pick because I me too I have so many and so many moments there's moments that I recall 
and the that moment of toward the end where it is revealed and even she Rachel doesn't even realize what she's saying or doing at that point right. she's just going along she with it, it. She yeah. believes that she, yeah, she's right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I like that. It wasn't like she was trying to cover it up. It wasn't like she didn't want anyone to know. It's like she was just, <laughs> they, she was just being found out by all of this. So I love that part. I love that episode. So yes, that was one of the ones that I noted down. So I agree with you. That is one of my top three. There's so many, but for me, my top one is probably, it may not be anybody else's top one, but it just has me in stitches and it is the routine because it's so me. Oh it's so me. I, I would be that person. Like I would be like, Michelle, let's, let's practice this routine and then we're going to do this and we're going to be on TV and they're going to put us on that platform. Oh <laughs> Doesn't that sound like something that I would make you do back in the day? Underpants or no underpants. Yes, that does. <laughs> <laughs> and they, that and was so Ross's funny. Ross's yeah. face when they yes. get them, like, yes. <laughs> the way he dances and he's got, yeah, his face is just, and just both of them together, brother and sister. <laughs> amazing. She says, have you been practicing that? One of the other asked the other, I can't recall right now, but they're like, heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> but um, I just, that episode just, I just love it. And also the one where Ross finds out. I know they're, I think the top, one of the top ones is where they all find out, which I love that one too. I really do. But I really do love the one where Ross finds out because I love that scene with Jennifer Aniston and David oh. Schwimmer as Ross and, and Rachel. There's just something about it that just, it's the music, it's the rain, it's, oh, uh, yes. it just really gets to me. Do you remember how you felt it. when you watched it the first time? The very first, like, again, you're waiting for the, I mean, just like back then, the impact of that weekly episode and how you felt. I mean, it was just, I remember it like it was yes. yesterday. I agree with you. That was a great one. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There's so many. many. There's so many. The physical comedy parts, the one where everybody finds out you mentioned that that's probably everybody's favorite. And, you know, that part where they're trying to distract Ross and, and, you know, Rachel's screaming and and, and Phoebe joins her and they're both screaming. Yeah. Oh, that part. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That part. And then Ross just joins in and does his little hand things and they're jumping up and down. But more, it's the, the whole the whole thing about the, the flirting and the contest between um, them trying to get... Um, uh, they don't know and, that we know they know we know. Oh, my God. I wrote that down. That's exactly. And then <laughs> they go, Joey, you don't tell him. And he goes, even if I wanted to. I mean, he has no idea what that all... You, they don't know that we know that they know that we know. <laughs> Joey, you can't tell him. Even if I wanted to. <laughs> Oh too funny and he was in such he wanted it to be out so bad the poor guy <laughs> i know he's all this is killing me i exactly. can't keep the secret 
please. He's been called a pervert. He's been called all sorts of things to, to protect his friends. So <laughs> the best, absolute best. Oh my gosh. We could go on and on. I know we could. <laughs> I think we need a part two of friends. All right. Friends out there, this friends celebration doesn't end here. Stay tuned for more fantastic guest hosts who will be joining us to share their own favorite friends episode, memory and recommendations. So please stay tuned. Thank you. Hi, Diana. It's Alex. Congratulations on your 200th episode. And I'd like to share with you, hands down, my favorite episode of Friends is the one with Unagi. And that's the episode where Chandler is uh, his anniversary gift to Monica is the one that his ex Janet had gave him. And it's like a funny song and it ruins the moment. The same episode, it's also when Joey hires that lookalike that follows him around. And that, more importantly, that Ross tries to teach Rachel and Phoebe martial arts to protect themselves through this ridiculous thing he calls Unagi. But in the end, he ends up getting beat up by two girls that look just like Phoebe and Rachel while they're inside the coffee shop watching him being like, oh my gosh, Ross is going up and attacking those two women. Oh my gosh, those two women are chasing him and beating him up and because it wasn't them and they were watching from inside Central Perk, essentially him getting his ass kicked was making it one of my favorite episodes. A message I also would like to give is what makes this show a really great one, personally, is that not only is it well known for its like witty one-liners and hilarious jokes that is able to give the show that timeless humor, allowing people of like any age demographic to relate to its characters and laugh at the jokes. On a deeply note, the show explores the issues like one can face in friendships, love, family, and heartbreak, but all the way deep down, the whole soul of the show is still lies in comedy and it gives it that roundness. So for someone like me, who's in my late 20s now, but for when I started watching the show as a young woman in her early 20s, that's during the time where I'm sure a lot of girls that age have those social pressures that society can set in place and the same with family that making them feel as though, you know, oh, I need to have my life together. I need to be getting married and making babies, why I don't have a career yet and or have my head on straight and just like myself and I'm sure many women out there that gives them that anxiety riddledness because I didn't and neither did the characters on the show Friends. The show really comforted me because almost in a way of letting go of that norm like society puts on you, that families can instill in you seeing what my generation sees now or wants to feel, and that is it's okay to not have your life together in your 20s, and it's okay to be a mess, find what you like and don't like, and grow into yourself over time, and that there isn't a timeline to have things, events, or accomplishments done by, and that you're not alone. So that's what makes the show Friends so great for someone in the older generation, younger generation, or in my current generation. Right now, I want to say hello to Jen Trepic. She is the host of Salad with a Side of Fries podcast and is also an admitted TV junkie. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi. Thank you for that intro. I TV junkie maybe doesn't do it justice. I mean, I may have a problem with television. <laughs> Me too. That's why we get along so well. No, exactly. more than that, more than that. But, you know, that helps. One of the many reasons. Yes. 
So I am just so thrilled to have you join me for this very special episode, and I'm excited to hear what you have to share. But before we dive into friends, I want to take a moment to say how much I appreciate you and your support. You have joined me in talking about The Handmaid's Tale a couple of seasons, and This Is Us, and Love is Blind, and just other conversations. And you've also helped me behind the scenes. And I just can't even tell you. I just am so grateful for the relationship. So thank you so much for your support. Well, thank you. I adore you. I love this show. All the th- I mean, I-, I so appreciate your friendship and support and all these years now. I've- what are we on? Three? I know. I, I know. know wild. Um, but I so appreciate you. And it's I'm honored every time I get to talk about TV with you. <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. Okay, so let's get to it. I would love to know if you have a favorite Friends episode or a moment or something that just resonates with you about this TV series. I would love to hear it. So, <laughs> okay, so challenge accepted, right? Uh, although that's a different TV show. <laughs> I... I couldn't pick just one, of course. So the first one that came to me was, I think, the word of 2020, right? Which was pivot, right? (laughs) So remember the episode. So I I looked it up. It is season five, episode 16, called The One with the Cop. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Ross is moving. They're trying to get this couch up the stairs. And he just keeps yelling, pivot. (laughs) Pivot. <laughs> like I just hear it in my head, but I can't make it come out my mouth. Yes. But I love that one. And I know like 2020, the word ended up overused, but it's classic. I just rewatched that episode too, because I really like that episode a lot. And Chandler says something immediately after he says that. What does he say? He says it like three times. It's so Chandler. Oh, God. I don't know, but I'm going to have to go rewatch it again after we do this. It escapes me what he says, but he's basically telling him to shut up. It's just hysterical, his response to to him. Yeah, and I have to correct myself. Ross wasn't moving, but he what happened was he bought a couch and refused to pay for delivery. Yes, because it was twice as expensive. And they only live three blocks away. And what's so funny, Jen, okay, this is hysterical, because I thought about you and this episode. I was just going to say, these are such New York City problems that, I mean, it's real. It's real. I know somebody who had to saw a couch in half to get it into their apartment. Okay, so I don't know if you remember the ending when he returns it at the end and the the sofa's broken in half. And he's returning it to another woman. He says, I'd like to return this. She saw that couch is chopped in half. It's just so funny. And what's hilarious is that he has Rachel helping him with the couch up the stairs. Like you can really carry a couch over your head. Right, exactly. (laughs) Such a great episode. Everybody go back to that one. Yes, please. And then... My second one is season three, episode two, the one where no one's ready. Oh. And this is the one where Joey puts on all of Chandler's clothes, opens the door to the girl's apartment, 
starts doing lunges while wearing all of Chandler's clothes and is like, could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> it's and he's best. commando. And he's commando. Yes, yes, yes. That's the big thing. That's hilarious. Okay, so I did binge a bunch of them last night, and that was one of them. Because I was going off these lists that had the top 25, top 15, top whatever it was, and I was going off of each of them. And so I started watching them in their order just to see what they came up with compared to what I came up with. So and of course, that was on a number of lists. So just I have to admit, I didn't look at any of the lists. It was like, the first things that popped to mind when you said friends, and I was like, great, I'm going with those. Don't second guess it. (laughs) No, you can't. You can't second guess it. I picked my favorites before I looked at the list. Or at least two, uh, at least uh, a couple of them. Now, now that I saw the list, and I, I've seen some, uh, you know, revisited some of the episodes, I have new ones that I I thought, oh, yeah, that was so funny. And oh, that is so good. So I'll be interested to see what other people have to say. So I don't want to say too much yet and share all of my favorites. But I love the ones that you picked. And they are just so great. And yeah, they are on the list. So that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I am now counting down to yours. I can't wait to hear them. Yeah. So pivot is one of my favorites. So yeah. I agree with you. And I am <laughs> officially saying that. So right. that is it. one of my favorites. <laughs> all right. Besides friends, all these actors have been in other TV shows and movies. And so I wanted to know, do you have a recommendation for a TV show or movie that one of the cast members are in? So it's funny. I, I know you want to talk about this. And I was thinking, Goodness, it is so hard for them to do anything else. Like when you spend that long playing these characters that have become so iconic, it is hard as an actor to do other things. Yeah. And then, so I was thinking in the first one, again, I was going with the first thing that popped to mind, which was The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Because it was, I don't know if it's a function of how long it's been since Friends was on, that, you know, when this show was on. But it was really one of the first times where I saw these actors and didn't think of their friend's character, right? She was different enough from Rachel. Yes. And she really, it it was like I could see her as this new person rather than this other character. So I have to go with the morning show and give credit to Jen Aniston. Like we're besties. Yeah. Jen. (laughs) I was going to say, I totally agree with you. That is one of... Uh, the shows that's on my list and that I watch and that I can't wait for season three. I think season three, right, is is the one that so. is next. And because she's so different, because she's not that likable in this series. And so that's great because she's so far from that character on Friends. So I think yeah. that's a great recommendation. And I think there are people that haven't seen it. So check that out on Apple TV. I have a lot of Apple TV favorites right now. So if you're new to Apple TV, you let me know. I got a whole list for you. I know they are good. (laughs) Okay, Jen, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I love your picks and I love your recommendations. And again, thank you so much for being a part of Screens in Focus and for being a part of my whole podcast journey. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, Diana, Debbie Torrey here, one of your former co-hosts. Congratulations on your 200th episode. It is very exciting. I've been following you along the way. In addition to participating in a couple of your shows, I also had a great time recording with you. I have never seen Friends, so I I cannot share my favorite episode. But I just want to say you have done a great job. It's been fantastic listening to you and your take on all kinds of movies, and you are amazing. Congratulations, and I love you a lot. Sam is here to join me in celebrating this 200th episode. Hi, Sam. How are you? Hi, Diana. I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm excited to hear what you have to share. But I just wanted to take one moment to thank you for being a part of Screens and Focus. Previously, we had done episodes on The Walking Dead, my favorite TV show ever. And you actually kind of saved me because I needed someone and you're like, I can do it. I'm like, yes. And then you were able to come back and we talked about the finale and all the major moments that we recalled from the series that we loved. And I actually just, that was such a fun episode to do with you. So thank you for being a part of that. I wanted to thank you for asking me the first time and then asking me to come back. I had a ton of fun. Um, first time ever doing a podcast. And I was really thrilled because uh, I've talked with you before about how I used to watch The Walking Dead with my family. I've shared some fond memories of them, like over the, you know, like over the episodes. Yeah. And now I can officially consider doing the podcast as one of those fond memories. So I really, really appreciate you for having me back. And I can't wait to see what happens uh, on the Negan uh, and Maggie show. I know. I know we're going to have to talk about that later. That is, yes, we will. <laughs> that's another thing. Very exciting. We love that. Okay. But for now, let's jump into Friends. And can you share a favorite episode or a moment or a memory or anything that means something to you about this series? Uh, to be honest, though, I've never watched an episode before, but it was a favorite show of my mom's. And I think I was just a little too young to get the jokes. And then it kind of became uncool to watch TV with your mom. So I just like never watched it. <laughs> yeah. But I, can, I have really fond memories of her like kicking us all out at whatever time it came on, probably like 8 p.m. on like a Tuesday. We had to be like out of the house, you know, like out of the room so she could watch her show. Um, but I do think I eventually want to watch it because she loved it so very much that I, even if I don't like enjoy all the episodes, it'll be like connecting with my mom in a different way. So I'm like beyond excited for that. Have you never seen like not even one episode? I've seen probably pieces, but I, I couldn't tell you who anything, it was really. or anything. <laughs> I, I know the characters are. I, I know there's some like really like a pivotal scenes. And I think there's like a pivot something or yes. other with like a couch. I've seen yes. that meme everywhere. Yes. So it's such funny. Like a, I think I even I think I get joy out of other people's enjoyment of it too, because like all the inside jokes are cute and everything. But yeah. So and, I would highly recommend that you watch it, of course. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I think even like as a summer or on the weekend, because it's a very, it's a very easy TV show to digest. It's, mm -hmm. it's so light. It's hilarious. I'm reminded as to how funny it is because I've been, I watch it every night 
uh, as I'm going to bed. It's sort of my nighttime ritual that I watch mm-hmm. it. But I've been concentrating on a lot of the most popular episodes because I wanted to see what people thought of as their favorites and to see if my thoughts aligned with theirs. And so while doing that, watching them back to back, I was sitting on the couch this week laughing so hard, so hard, Sam. So if you want laughter, joy, amusement, entertainment in your life, it really is a good show to watch. It really is. I know it was from 94 to 2004, but it, you know, you see that they have phones and just all these different things, but it, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It's these, you know, 20 something year olds, they get along, but they all have different personalities and with that, which is mm-hmm. so can be so relatable. You love that you can pick out who's who. I mean, you know, Friends is just such a fun show and it feel like all TVs and movies can bring people together. And I know that you... Like when we were doing The Walking Dead, you would go to your family and you would watch that. It became sort of a ritual. And you can do that with so many TV shows and movies. Yeah, actually, uh, my partner and I, we started Anti-Sunday Scary, where we will order like our favorite food and we'll watch like a wholesome TV show or just really anything. And right now we've been watching The um, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO and it's in its like third season and it like I think it's really hitting its stride. Like we love the first season and like the second season was great, but like I don't even know. It's so funny. If you like if you want like a show that's like thirty five minutes long and just really funny, I highly recommend that. I have not seen it. I think my son and his girlfriend watch it. So maybe I'll have to check it out. But see, that's what I'm talking about, same as friends. It's that type of show. It's just Mm -hmm. It's just a great show to watch. You can put any episode on and watch it and you'll have such a great time. All right. So I would love to know if you have a TV or movie recommendation featuring one of the Friends cast members. So we recently rewatched all of the Scream movies in preparation for Scream 6. So I would highly recommend any of those if you like a scary movie that is kind of meta, but super fun and just... It kind of, I do love like the early, the early screens that it's just, it's such like a screenshot of like the time. Cause it is so like, I think that came out in what, like 90, 97, something like that. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Okay. So you make me want to watch that now too. <laughs> I appreciate your recommendation, Sam. And I so appreciate you coming on to help celebrate our 200th episode. And again, I want to thank you for being a part of Screens in Focus. I wanted to thank you for having me on. And I'm so excited and extremely honored to be a part of this 200th episode. You're welcome. Hey, what's up? This is Shay Fernandez, and congrats to Screens in Focus, the 200th episode. Right on. Much respect. More power to you. Diana, you are a delight. You are funny. You are creative. You are an artist. Very personable. I just, I enjoy your podcast. I enjoy being on your podcast, and I wish you 200 more plus wonderful episodes. All right. Favorite Friends episode? Uh, would be the one where Chandler and Monica get caught um, having a relationship. Ross loses it. It's hilarious. And Phoebe, oh, my God, just 
all of them very talented actors. This hilarious. Lisa Kudrow killed it with her reaction when she saw um, Monica and Chandler uh, in, through the window of Ugly Naked Guy's window. <laughs> and just the way she was screaming and react, reacting. It was, it, was, it was just hilarious. It was just a fun episode. But um, overall, I just wish you all the best. Keep up the wonderful, amazing work that you're doing, and thank you very much. I'm excited to have Judith Weigel here. She is the host of The Amicable Divorce Expert. She lives in L.A. and is aware of all the happenings. I love talking with her. Hi, Judith. How are you? Well, hello, Diana, and aptly introduced because, if I may... I've been on the set of Friends. I was thinking that. I was wondering. <laughs> I say it was a special treat to tell you here for the first time and not in our meeting yesterday with all the other podcasters that we network with. Yes. So I believe it was at the Warner Brothers studio. It was a walking tour. And that's the only studio that has a walking tour in Burbank. And I'm pretty sure it was my mother that I brought on the walking tour. So I was totally in Central Park without yeah. a I think there was another bedroom attached, one of the bedrooms. But been there, done that, love that. I would love to do that. I, well, before we dive into what you recall of Friends or your favorite episode, I did want to take a moment to thank you for being a part of Screens and Focus and this, you know, my community, my journey, because you were on episodes of The Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. We talked about that on a couple of seasons, and it they were just great conversations, and I just wanted to thank you for being a part of Screens and Focus. They were a great conversation because of you. I, I really enjoyed it talking with you about these shows. I really do. So thank you. Well, thank you. And so let's jump into Friends. Do you have a favorite episode or funny moment? I have two. I would love to hear that. So they involve Ross and Rachel. And because I'm in the divorce business with the podcast, everything about relationships is very interesting to me. And this is well before I got into the divorce business. But relationships are always very important to me. So do you remember when Ross and Rachel broke up? Yes. Really sad. And there was an episode where Ross had to admit he went out with somebody else and he felt justified in doing it because they were on a break. <laughs> I know. Said, okay, so we were on a break, but... It was just a minute. The break didn't last very long. How did you even have the time to go out with somebody else? Which is really yeah. interesting now that I'm in the divorce business about men more than women need to be in relationship. And so I circled back to that and I said, so this really kind of connects me to what I'm doing right now. That was the first one. And then the other one, because I adore animals more than anything. It was when Marcel, the marsupial, of uh -huh. was introduced in the show. Remember his uh, little pet monkey? Yes, Named I do. Mm -hmm. I, I love, love that. I love that you picked those. And I would not have thought about that. So those are such great picks. 
Well, especially the Marcel one. That that one would not have come to me. So I love that. Yeah, little Marcel. No, those were two really cool moments. I know the break. I just saw that episode again because I was binging. I concentrated on a list of episodes in there. And of course, that was one of them because that is uh, a big one, an important one. The breakup. Where were they on a break? You know, when is it okay? When is it not? It's just, uh, and that went through that whole time that the show was out. That was so big and it still is. Everybody still talks about it. Right. And and what are you supposed to do on a break? Uh, Okay. So in Rachel's mind, you were supposed to process the relationship. That's what the break was about processing. The break wasn't about seeing if you like somebody else. Right. Uh, And that was very offensive to her. Yes. He wasn't processing. But I will say now that I'm in the divorce business, Men process different than women. I know I'm making a generalization, but there is a generalization to be made. Men process slightly differently than women. And quite often the way a man fills a void is by putting something similar in that void. So I think he really, I mean, he really, his character really loved Rachel. Right? Yes, yes. So much. And isn't it great that we can watch something like this, a sitcom, something that is very funny, but it is very relatable, and that it you have two different perspectives, a man's and a woman's. And so I, I love it. It happens throughout the whole series. And that's why I think so many people gravitate toward this series, because um, it is so relatable. It is. Yeah. So it's great. I love it. If I had a third, I would do... Smelly cat. Uh, the day that Phoebe sang Smelly Cat for the little cafe shot, that would be my third. Yes, I love that too. That's a great moment. I love that. It's so, it's so good. All these little things that you're bringing up, we still think about to this day. I, the series ended in 2004, I believe. So, you know, here it is, 2023, and we're still talking about Smelly Cat, The Break, Marcel. So I just love it. Okay, so do you have a TV or movie recommendation featuring one of the cast members? I, I have two ways to go, and I'm going to stick with Ross and Rachel. The one with Ross, I think Ross is a really good actor. I mean, he's done a bunch of films since Friends, and I've loved everything he's done. But I think the one that I liked the most because it, it just so fit with his personality was The People versus O.J. Simpson. He was Bob Kardashian. Do you remember that? I didn't watch it, so I'm so glad you're bringing it up. Mm-hmm. The People versus O.J. Simpson. He was Bob Kardashian. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he looks like Bob Kardashian. He sounds like Bob Kardashian. Not that I ever met Bob Kardashian. <laughs> I know, but pictures. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but. So, so that would be the film for Ross. Uh-huh. And then for Rachel, every single thing she's done. I mean, literally... This woman has been so prolific out of everybody in that cast. Yeah. I think she's backed up far more films than anybody, both comedies and drama. Right. Which really shows the breadth of her skills. She can do physical humor. She can do other humor, you know, cerebral yeah. 
humor, and she can do drama. And plus, she does have all those commercials. This woman has made bank and yeah. it down since the divorce. She's made bank. <laughs> She she is she's amazing. I I actually she's one of my favorite uh, people to watch. So anytime she's in something, I'm like, okay, I'm checking it out. I love it. Yeah, I think out of everybody, she has this wide variety of TV and movies that you can watch. So there you go. Thank you, Judith, for your recommendations and for reminding me of all these moments and friends that were so much fun, and for joining me today and being a part of Screens and Focus and being a part of this very special episode. I really appreciate this, Diana. What are your favorites? Favorite uh, episodes? Yeah. Well, one of my favorite episodes is The Routine. I don't know if you recall this one, but it was near New Year's Eve. Joey has a model roommate, and of course, he wants to be with her. And she comes back and she says, oh, I'm going to be on some show. And it happens to be the Dick Clark uh, Rock and Eve show. And so uh, she says, do you want to go with me to Joey? Because that's her roommate. And he's all, yeah, because he's thinking that he'll get a chance to kiss her at, at midnight. midnight. And then, but at the same time, Ross and Monica, brother and sister, they are like, their eyes get big. They get so excited. They're like little kids. They're like, oh my gosh, we've always wanted to go there. And she says, oh, I can bring two people. You want to come with me? So they say, yeah. The whole thing and the whole show is about them wanting to be highlighted as as dancing on the platform. <laughs> and they try so hard. It's, they are so funny and hilarious. Ross's face cracks me up and they keep dancing, trying to get the attention of the stage manager so that he'll put them on the platform. And so one of them says to the other, well, let's do the routine that we did in middle school or high school, whatever. I think it was middle school because we won. <laughs> we won back then. And uh, so they do it and it is hilarious because they both know it so well and it's just it's so funny i love that episode that's a great memory that's a great one yeah yeah so Uh, that is one of my favorites some recommendations from you oh gosh well this is a silly one but i love it and it's with jennifer aniston and it is we are the millers I don't know why, but that that. movie makes me laugh. It's so funny. It's with Jason Sudeikis. And he's smuggling and he needs a fake family. And she is going to be his wife. And they get two people to be their kids. And they're in this motorhome and they're driving. And I just love that movie. If it's on, I will just sit and watch it because it's hysterical. And, And at the very, very end of the movie, there's a blooper. And they turn on the radio, and it's the Friends song. And and the three act, other actors, the Jason and the two other the, who play her kids, start laughing. And then you see Jennifer. She's like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are really good. You got me." So it was a good. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah. Excellent recommendation, Diana. Thank you for asking me, Judith. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. This has been great. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And congratulations on the 200th. It's really hard to do. For anybody out there thinking of doing a podcast, it's a job. It's a commitment. 
it, you put it into your routine and come hell or high water, you've got to do it. So congrats, hats off to you for the 200th. Thank you, Judith. And I could not have done it without people like you joining without in. Yes, without my friends. So thank you, Judith. My pleasure. Hey, Diana, it's Grog from Grog's World. And congratulations on your 200th episode of Screams in Focus. You are doing a great job. Just working with you was a really cool experience and learning your process of how you do everything. And you've really done a deep dive into studio production, uh, audio visual stuff, social media. It's just really amazing what you've done. And you actually do provide a, a very valuable service to people who want to talk about The Walking Dead or Cobra Kai, which is what got me roped into it because we're both Cobra Kai fans. And otherwise, I got to say, you know, you've given me some great um, recommendations. Yeah, I mean, it was a good experience uh, working with you. It's just awesome. Celebrating friends on your podcast um, of all the episodes I ever watched. The most memorable was probably the reunion episode I think they had on uh, HBO. And the pivot episode where... I think it was Ross was uh, moving and he needed some of his friends come and help move his couch and they just kept yelling, pivot, 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 pivot. And I moved twice last year. And so with me and my son Hunter and my wife Casey uh, being kind of like the only movers that we, we kind of moved a lot of stuff on our own and we just kept yelling, pivot, pivot. And, you know, it's good technique, so I guess I learned something from friends after all. But otherwise, um, congratulations on your 200th episode, and keep doing what you're doing, because you're so resourceful and intelligent about how you approach this stuff, and I think that your followers get a lot out of what you do. And that's why I follow you, you know, just because, you know, I get a lot out of it too just seeing how you're approaching the business, which is awesome. So congratulations. Oh, and remember that you can view me on my YouTube video at Grog's World. And if you wanna know where my band is gonna be playing next, you could always go to www.exit52.net or exit52.net. Right now, I want to say hello to Tracy DeForge, founder of Producer Podcast, creator of PodHive, an online community for podcasters. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hi, I'm great. And I can't think of a better way to celebrate than with a friend like you. So it's so fun. And congratulations. And for those of you who are listening who don't know this, if you're not a podcaster, achieving 200 podcast episodes is quite a milestone. So I'm allowed to say that since I'm officially a podcast producer, but it is a quite a milestone. So seriously, congratulations on that. Uh, I appreciate that so much. 
And I am so excited to hear what you have to share. Before we dive into friends, I have to take a moment to express my heartfelt thanks to you and for all your support, all your encouragement, all your wisdom, uh, you um, just your expertise and the safe space that you provide through the Pot Hive community is just it's my lifeline, and I just love the group and everything. So thank you. And also for being on an episode where we highlighted the finale of This Is Us. So I just want to thank you for everything. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're incredibly welcome. It's my pleasure. And I had so much fun on the This Is Us episode. So if you guys haven't listened to it, you got to go back and listen to it. And that's why it was such an easy thing for me to say yes to, to do this one. I'm like, to record with Diana again? Shoot, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So do you have a favorite Friends episode or a favorite memory or anything you want to share about Friends? Uh, Well, I think my biggest thing I want to share about Friends is that it was such an iconic show. And I think I have special memories about multiple different points of the friend's journey. Um, But I guess I'll always come back to like that cool coffee shop where they always connected and uh, Central Park, right? Was that what it was called? And and then of course, I think every one of those characters just stood on their own in, in their own powerful way. And so I have funny memories about them. I mean, I guess, personally speaking, I mean, who did not want the Rachel haircut? Everybody wanted the Rachel haircut. I have a yep. messy hair, full, messy head full of naturally curly hair. I could not get the Rachel haircut. I also couldn't get the Dorothy Hamill haircut for anybody who gets that <laughs> reference. Um, but yeah, so I guess, you know, her iconic haircut, Jennifer Aniston's iconic haircut is probably one of my things I always remember. Um, Lisa Kudrow, I just always thought she was so super cool. And then, of course, you know, her guitar version, acoustic version of Smelly Cat, like who didn't think that was funny? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there was always like a team. Rachel or team um, Ross in terms of whether they were on a break or not on a break. And to be quite honest with you, I just could never figure it out if they were or they weren't on a break. And I don't know if that was the whole point or not, but I could never yeah. really take a side. So was that the point that they were trying to make is that nobody knew if they were on a break or did some people have a strong opinion that they were or they weren't? I think people have really strong opinions. I'm sure they do. What's funny is I talked about this episode with Judith. She brought it up. Uh, What I love about the show is that it makes you think, are you with Team Ross thinking, well, we were on a break. I can do what I feel like I can do. Or is it Team Rachel where it's like, okay, we just need time. We just need a few, a little bit apart so that we can think about where our relationship is going and, you know, how we want to handle it. So it really depends. Everybody has their own perspective. And I think all their episodes, it's very relatable. You can relate. You can put yourself in that position and and try to figure out, do I think this way? Do I think that way? And But it's also light and comical, which is Well, and the fact that... And the fact that Judith is a divorce mediator does not shock me that she had a strong opinion one way or the other. Um, Now, I have a strong opinion that most people might not have, which is kind of odd, which is like when they brought the whole Tom Selleck romantic relationship in with Monica, 
I just, yeah. I've never found that to be believable. Like I love Tom Selleck as an actor and I love the series, but it just, I kind of use the word off brand, which is maybe not how you would describe that in a television sense of the word, but I know it, it just wasn't a believable storyline to me. So I, I, I always, again, I always liked him and I, and I have no, no discrimination against um, older men, younger women relationships. It wasn't anything that had to do with that. It was just something about it just never clicked for me as a a believable storyline. But I did love it when the, um, when Monica's, fairy tale romance did end up coming true <laughs> with Chandler. Yes. So, I mean, that was yes. such a happy, happy ending fairy tale type story. In you just saying that, it just reminds me how people have their journeys of relationships. And so for you, he did not fit Monica at all, even though they dated and she felt like she was really in love with him and because uh, I remember just seeing an episode where she's they're broken up and she's just still heartbroken. It's been some time, but it's still really affecting her, which happens. That happens in real life. Absolutely. But, then, but it that wasn't in the cards for her. It was for her to be with Chandler. I saw um, on social media, it might have even just been a few days ago, There, and you may have seen this going around, but there's an image of if the fr- if the friends couples had had kids, what would they look like? And so oh, they I had didn't. like Ross and Rachel had kids and Monica and Taylor had kids and it was like what their kids would have looked like. So it was kind of fun to see that. Um, and it, you know, I think that, here we are having this conversation so so long. You know, I don't know you. You know exactly how many years it, they were on and how many it's been since. But just the fact that recently there's a social media meme going around about if they had kids, like that's just such a true testament to the impact that that show had and how many people are still so connected to it. Yes, there is, and I was have been reading lately that the current younger generation finds it still relatable. Right. Okay, Tracy, I recall you mentioning to me about Monica wearing the turkey head, how you recall that image. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, I just think there's there were a lot there were a lot of iconic moments and friends that we all remember, but I just don't think there's any other that was such a visually impactful moment than her dancing with that turkey on her head. And so for me, it's like if anybody even mentions it or mentions friends or mentions her character, I feel like I can literally close my eyes and see that almost as like a gif in my brain, right? Like a meme in my brain, like it's like it happened yesterday. So it's just one of those things that I just associate with the series because, I mean, who would have thought that anybody would really even do that? And you know that that was legit. Like she put that turkey actually on her head. And and then I have to wonder as a producer, I have to wonder things like how many takes did that take? How many times did she have to do that to get it right? Like how stinky, speaking of stinky, smelly cat, how smelly was that turkey? Like I know crazy things. (laughs) Well, Joey did it too in that episode, by the way, that is season five, episode eight, the one with all the Thanksgivings. And it was where they had all those flashbacks. Everybody was comparing who had the worst 
Thanksgiving ever. And I think Phoebe was remembering back one of her past lives where she was a Civil War nurse. And they're like, (laughs) no, current life, Phoebe, current life. And so everybody was talking about him. But what happened was that they went back to when Monica was, I think Chandler had said something offensive to her. And so the next year she had lost weight and he came back. And so now he was interested and now she wanted to get him back. What ended up happening was that they were in the kitchen and she drops the knife on his toe. And it cuts off his toes, his little toes. You know, they come back to current time and he says, I can't believe that you chopped off my toes because of this. Mind you, he had apologized for what he had said to her. He can't believe he said it. He said, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I even did that. So I really apologize. But at this point, he realizes why his toes are missing. And so he runs, goes off to the other apartment. And that's when she decides to take the turkey head that Joey had already put on And she and I kept thinking like you did, what precautions did they have? You're putting this raw piece of meat on your face. Gross. Yeah. It's just crazy. And so she comes over to lighten the mood and make him laugh. And in the end, he does. And it's the first time he professes his love for her inadvertently. He doesn't mean to, but he does. And so (laughs) it ends on the best note possible. Oh, but I that love was the that. So sweet. I had forgotten all the details around it. I just remember her, that visual of her and that turkey on her head. <laughs> I do follow Courtney Cox on Instagram, but I think right when the reunion was coming about, she actually put a turkey on her head and recreated that. So I have to go check that out. Oh, how fun. I bet that's yeah. the other thing too is like, I bet they just had so much fun going to work every day. (laughs) Like they just, everybody just seemed like they were genuine friends on the set, off the set. Yes. And then they had their, a lot of difficult challenges in their life. Jen's divorce and, and the addiction. Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry's character. I mean, in real life, Matthew Perry faced. Yes. Uh, And so, you know, they went through a lot of difficult times that I don't think any, I don't think people really realize so much at the time because at that point in time, social media and putting all your, everything about your life out on into the world just wasn't happening then. It just, we, we hadn't evolved to that place yet. So their struggles that they were dealing with off the set never came through in any way in their work or how they functioned on the set. And that just really is remarkable and says a lot for the tight, uh, camaraderie and friendship that they actually really literally had. Yes. And I think the chemistry that they had and how hilarious that they were was because of that. They it was a safe space for them too. And then you they could explore and just have fun. I, I love that you even brought that up because that is so true. Everybody should go back and rewatch the episodes because they are funny. I was laughing so hard the other day, laughing out loud watching some of the ones that I had forgotten because like you, I just remember pieces of it, the memes about them. And so I went back and watched specific ones and just to watch it from beginning to end. They're great. So they're just very uplifting. So motivated to do that now. Absolutely. It just, it's like, it's like reconnecting with old friends, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I love all your memories of friends, but I would also like to know if you have a TV or movie recommendation from one of the 
cast members of Friends? Uh, well, I love everything that they do and individually and obviously as a group. But I think um, if I had to pick a present day, I'm going to go with a morning show with Jennifer Aniston and uh, Reese Witherspoon that's on Apple TV. I love that show. It's really good. And Jennifer Aniston is plays against type as far as Rach, being Rachel, right? Yeah, not typecast as typical. Right, exactly. I love that recommendation. Oh, Tracy, thank you so much for joining me today in just talking about the memories of Friends and your recommendation. And again, for being a part of Screens and Focus and this journey. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for inviting me to be a part, not only of this episode, which I think is so fun, but also just being a part of your podcasting journey for these 200 episodes. It's truly been just my pleasure to see this podcast grow and come to life in bigger ways than either one of us ever imagined at the start. So I'm so happy for you and so proud of you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Hi, Diana. It's Camille from Producer Podcast. My favorite Friends episode is a two-part. It's the one in Vegas when Ross and Rachel run around the hotel and on the airplane trying to embarrass each other. And Rachel has a Sharpie mustache and Ross wakes up with just married on his back. That's the same episode that Joey is at the buffet and says, this is where I win my money back. That always reminds me of my husband in Vegas. My favorite show after is definitely Courtney Cox in Cougar Town. Thank you. Hi, Renee. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. Before we hear your insights and we dive into friends, I wanted to thank you for being a part of Screens and Focus. Previously, we had talked about the Walking Dead, Dead City, and Fear the Walking Dead mid-season finale. So thank you for being a part of those. I really appreciate you <laughs> being a part of Screens and Focus. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoy our conversations so much. <laughs> uh, well, yes, I do too. That's amazing. <laughs> and I hope you come to join us more often. I would love to. So let's jump into Friends. Can you share with us one of your favorite Friends episodes or your favorite memories or anything you want to share about Friends that you like? Well, I, it's my go-to kind of background show. So I do watch it. I've watched it through numerous times, like probably seven, eight, nine, something like that. And um, I, I saw you posted this today and it's one of my favorite scenes when the hiking trip uh, where I, it's just, I cannot wait until the whole room sees that and looks at her and they're like, you know, looks at, uh, Rachel and they're like, you totally came on to Ross, you know, and everything. I just, it's just such a satisfying thing because she's just so confident that Ross had, you know, Ross was the one who hit on her, but nope, it was completely the other way around. So I, and I just, it's such, I don't know, just so much satisfaction in that scene. So that's one of my absolute favorites. <laughs> yeah. I love that too. The backpack, backpacking in Europe. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And they watch that uh, videotape. Yeah. That's how it is proven in the end. They're watching a videotape of them, well, he, right? Yes, because Ross, so Ross was trying to videotape his moves or something. He's drinking some wine and he's talking to the camera. 
Well, Rachel walks in and he forgets the camera's on. So they're actually supposed to be doing the invitations for Chandler and Monica's wedding. And she's like, oh, you know, given, you know, I was supposed to mail these out weeks ago. Help me, help me, help me kind of thing. And she's drinking the wine. And then she says, did I ever tell you about the time I went backpacking in Europe? And so the whole time the camera's rolling. And so then he tells her that he, because then of course they have sex after that. And then he says, tells them, he's like, well, I have it on tape. And they're all like, you know, oh, that's horrible that you taped it. And he's like, no, there's a story behind this. And then, of course, everyone wants to see it to prove who hit on who. And right. (laughs) So it's just, I love it. I know. I do too. When I saw that clip, I'm like, I have to post this one. This is such a highlight. It's one of my favorite ones too. So I really appreciate that. All right. Do you have a TV or movie recommendation featuring one of the Friends cast members? Well, I like pretty much, I haven't watched all of Jennifer Aniston's movie, but I always seem to gravitate towards her movies. So like Horrible Bosses, that is just outstanding. And her character, she's, you know, so different from Rachel. So it's so fun to see this aggressive, just very, you know, just so different. You expect her to be this sweet little, you know, Rachel, you know, and everything. And I love We're the Millers. That's another one I just think is so good. (laughs) I love that one. That's one of my favorites, too. I don't know why. It just is. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. funny. Yeah. It and then funny. What, the, uh, the Switch with Jason Bateman. Have you watched that one? Can't clearly remember what the premise is, but I know I've watched it before. Yeah, they're best friends. And she wants to, I think she, uh, it's been a while since I watched it. I just remember really enjoying it. But I, I feel like they were like really good friends and she wants to have a baby. So she's going to go you know, get artificially in some or whatever and do, you know, artificial, you know, do it that way. And he exchanges the fluids for his own. <laughs> so that oh, she ends up having. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So that one's another really good one. And um, like, I'm trying to think of the other one. I was just thinking, Oh, along came Polly. That's another one. That's, it's just, you know, Ben Stiller is just a fun yes. one. But I just, yes. for some reason, I gravitate towards her movies for out of everybody, I feel. <laughs> she makes a lot of them, and I do too. Yeah. So you're not alone. <laughs> and I guess I, and I, with uh, Courtney Cox movies, uh, Scream, I love, I love the Scream franchise. And so I love, you know, her and all those movies too. So I know. Have you seen the last one by chance? Yeah. Is it good? I love it. Ah, gonna have to <laughs> I, check it out. Yep, they. I I love all of those movies. Even number, I think it's number four was not a favorite of mine or whatever, but I loved all of them. And I really think they did an excellent job with that final one. It was very good. <laughs> mm, gonna check that out. See something that you've recommended I have not seen. So yay, I'm gonna have to go watch that. Yeah. Again, Renee, thank you so much for being a part of Screens and Focus. Thank you for helping me get to 200. Yay! And uh, <laughs> just thank you for everything. I appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for more friends, memories, and episodes. Diana, I wanted to let you know this is Debbie Ingolo. I am so excited for you and, and congratulate you on your 200th episode. I can't believe that. I feel like it was just yesterday when you announced you were going to be um, starting this up. So I'm so impressed and so thankful that I had a little small, tiny, tiny, small piece a few times sharing my thoughts on a few of my favorite episodes of some shows that we watched together. 
And I know that there are plenty of other shows that we do watch, and I do hope that we get a chance to share some memories again. Um, I did want to just leave a, a quick message and just say congratulations once again. And so proud of you. I'm so happy that you're sharing your thoughts and your your favorite moments with the rest of us. And then I just wanted to say I love all of the Friends shows, so it's hard to pick just one episode. But, okay, one of my favorite is the one where Phoebe's running <laughs> in the park and um, Rachel doesn't want to run with her. And then she just says, forget it. And I'm not going to say that she says, forget it, but she just says, I'm going to just do it too. And has her moment as, as well where she runs funky. And it kind of just makes me laugh because, you know, especially when it comes to life in general, sometimes you got to just be crazy and weird and who cares what people think. So anyways, that's one of my favorite episodes. There's too many. That was my favorite, favorite show of all time, most likely, I think. Um, it's, it's pretty much up there with the rest of my favorites, but I think Friends is probably my – I never missed an episode. Anyways, congratulations again, and we will be in touch soon. Love you, girl. Bye. Hi, Courtney. I'm so glad that you're here. Me too. Yay! I'm so excited that uh, I can't wait to hear your pick for your favorite Friends episode, memory, what makes you laugh. But before we get into that, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for being a part of Screens in Focus. You have been on some really fun episodes where we covered the Oscars and yes. Daisy Jones and the Six, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We also covered movies like John Wick, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Super Mario, and Air, and more. There's been so much fun TV and movies that we've talked about. So I just wanted to take a moment to thank you so much for being on Screens and Focus and sharing your insights and your recommendations. It has been so much fun. You are so fun to talk with. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I love talking about this stuff with you. Anytime. Yeah. So um, I would love to know what your favorite Friends memory episode, what what about Friends do you love? Well, first of all, Friends, one of the most iconic series of all time. And I feel like I grew up with it, right? Because I was their age, am their age, like tracking right along there with them. So when this was on every Thursday on uh, Must See TV on NBC, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then we would, uh, I think I was college and post-college, uh, all the way up until the time I think I had my daughter, right? So it was literally tracking along with those same milestones at the same time. And um, who has one favorite episode? My God, there's what, 15 seasons? <laughs> there is. I know it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah, 15 seasons of of hilarity. And just watching ten. It, it or ten, ten seasons or ten, yeah, 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 ten seasons, ten seasons. Okay, yeah, so ten years. Um, what stands out in my mind, <laughs> which I just went back and watched right before this and laughed out loud <laughs> because it never gets old, is this the? I think it was season five. The episode is called "The One with the Cop." Yes. And uh, it's where Ross is trying to get the couch up the stairs with Rachel and yeah. uh, Chandler <laughs> with this pivot, 
did it. And I'm like, was reminded about the physical comedy of it all because they, they like try to go like literally really lifting this couch over their head and Chandler getting sandwiched in between the railing. And then he gets like stuck in between the wall and just so funny, so funny. And, um, the other one was, uh, I don't know what season it was when they, Monica and um, Rachel are challenging Joey and Chandler in their trivia yes. game for, the, for yes. the, the apartment switch. And they can't, right. the girls can't, rem- they don't remember what Chandler does for a living. Yes. <laughs> it's all and silent. Lose, it's all crickets. She's like, Some, something with numbers, something transponder. Oh, oh, trans monster. And then Rachel, her Monica, she's like, that's not even a word. I know. Just, I mean, like just the little, so many funny, funny scenes. I don't, and the, the other one was when, um, when uh, Rachel and Ross are dating and she ends up leaving him this really, really long voicemail. And at, like, it is revealed that like she's in love with him and then she wants to go delete it and she can't. And then has to try to prevent him from finding the, like checking the messages and then ends up like the physical comedy of her launching herself off the back of the couch onto his back and trying to steal the phone out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh come on, gosh. come on. So, so funny, so smart, just the writing and the characters and it's like they're our, they are our friends. Like I can't even imagine a better named sitcom. I I know. I love all those. There's so many. And as you're talking, all these things are popping up in my head about them. And I've been posting a lot on social media on my stories, uh, the different ones, the Unagi one. Yes. Uh, salmon Unagi. roll one. Yes. <laughs> the jellyfish story. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. There are just so many. The one where, is it called the one where Ross gets high? I I don't know if that's the name of it or not, but the Thanksgiving, there's several Thanksgiving ones. There's so many. I have already talked about this. I'm not going to elaborate too much, but I do want to say one of my utmost favorites is the routine. I just love that one when they get to dance on, they're trying to dance on the platform and it's it's Monica and Ross, you know, brother and sister. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. It's so <laughs> funny to me. I just, it just, the way he dances, the look on his face, just, he's, you're right. The physical comedy of all of them is hilarious. And I love their faces. I love the way they act. I love when Phoebe's, oh, my eyes, my eyes, yes. when she sees. The kids, they know, are having sex. Yeah. Monica across the way. Yes. <laughs> It just all, there's so many that are hysterical. And, oh, and I was watching, I think, one uh, the other night when I was going to bed, as I'm going to bed, because I watch it as I'm, you know, heading into uh, my sleep mode. Yes. But it was one where Joey had to act, he knew what was happening, or he knows that Monica and Chandler are together, but they're still hiding it at this point. And I think that they found something. Oh, I know what it was. He found a picture of Monica naked. He picked it up off the floor. But then Rachel comes over and thinks that he has his picture. So she starts telling him that he's got a hole somewhere watching all of them. And he's all, no, I'm not a pervert. And then he has to 
come up with something because Monica and Chandler run in and they're trying to get him like, cover it up, cover it up. And he doesn't want to. He wants to spill his guts, but he doesn't. So then he says he's sleeping with Monica. <laughs> it's <just> so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. Just their faces. He's all, you're sleeping with my sister? Uh, it's just so many moments are so funny. Just the, they're all oh such great comedic actors every yes. single one of them they're when, so remember funny when chandler chandler got locked in the atm vestibule with the uh with jill what's her name the victoria's secret model <laughs> oh i don't remember that one offhand i don't remember they were i don't even know of course they were talking about the the victoria's secret models earlier and then he goes into you know they have like the little like the, through the glass door and then the ATM is just on the other side while she's yes. in there and he walks in and he's waiting and then the power goes out and they get locked in. And so they're like trying to pass the time because he's totally starstruck. And so they start like, remember when the pen was attached with the little chain? Yes. Like, yes. So that you could endorse your checks. Like uh -huh. they, were, they were like playing a game to see how many times they could get that to go over their head without hitting him in the face. <laughs> one now see this is something i can't remember i'm gonna have to go back and check that out i'll try and find it i don't know if i will i'll try and I, find it it has to be early early seasons like season one season two ah uh, yeah oh so many good ones oh uh, well i love yours thank you for your favorite memory of that but i would also like to know if you can share a favorite either TV or movie from one of the casts or maybe a favorite memory from one of them? I mean, t any of them, by the way, like David Schwimmer, I think is one of the most hilarious, like physical comedy actors ever. I, I love him so much. In fact, I'm surprised he's not a bigger star, but I, I, I know. make up, yeah. I make up in my head that he probably loves doing like improv shows or like theater, maybe a little more than he does. I don't know, TV. What are they? They were making almost a million dollars an episode in the last. So what do they have to work for? Right. So I uh, yeah. love that. I love that Courtney Cox and um, uh, Jennifer Aniston are still really, really good friends, I think. Yeah. And I'm sure like with Lisa Kudrow, but you don't hear about her as much, but I love that they are still like super best friends. And it probably makes a lot of sense, right? Like they were young. I, I want to say, well, obviously Jennifer Aniston comes from, you know, Hollywood royalty, with her father, but um, I, yeah, I don't remember her in anything else before then. So kind of made her career. And then the right. fact that she was able to become an even bigger star after that, like an A-lister star, I think is really cool. I, she also, I love her comedic chops. I mean, all of them are just so funny. I loved Courtney Cox in Cougar Town. I thought that that was such a hilarious series. Uh, and her, I mean, her and Busy Phillips too, I thought were so funny together. Um, and years ago, this is 1987, 88. Um, I was in Pasadena for when Michigan state went to the Rose bowl because I went to Michigan state. And so we're like, we're going to go, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so went out there with a bunch of my girlfriends. And when we were out there, we we're like, let's go to a, let's go to a game show. Like we just wanted to go on the lot, you know, whatever. So we wait in line. There was a stupid game show called blackout, which basically was like, it was a, partner and one person had to guess what the other person was saying. And they had like a little lever that they could raise and lower. And when they lowered it, it would black out the conversation so that you couldn't hear what they were saying. Right. So that you still had to like figure out what their conversation was about. Anyway, 
standing in front of us was a, an unknown actor named Matthew Perry <laughs> and wow. his friends from Canada. Cause he's from Canada. They were there. I think he was at the time on a TV show called second chance on a Canadian network, maybe, or an unknown network. Um, and his friends were there visiting. And so he was giving them like this tour of Hollywood, whatever. And so we ended up, we were in line for like three hours and just were going back and forth, talking, 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 getting to know each other. And then like sat in front of each other. And then later after the show, he and his friends invited us out to go to dinner with them. And we said, no, <gasps> why? Why do we say no? We could have been best friends. <laughs> You could have been best friends. I know. Oh, and then like, my but I remember gosh. their friends were like, oh yeah, this is like even before the friends audition, his friends were like, oh yeah, have you seen his show? He's on a show called Second Chance. We're like, no, we know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until afterwards <laughs> that we came back and then we saw on TV, because at this time, what, 1988, how many channels were there? I, I think it was still, you know. Many channels. Maybe, maybe 10. <laughs> I don't know. And, um, and so sure enough, afterwards, me and my friends like caught an episode. We were like, Oh my God, I can't even believe that's him. That's so crazy. And then like the rest is history, right? Like, and yeah. that's one of the very best roles of all time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that story. Damn that, it. Oh, that's just so much fun. I, I know those near miss stories, unfortunately. Ah. Anyway, thank you, uh, Courtney, for sharing your stories and your your insight, your recommendations. I always love it. It's always so much fun. So thank you for being a part of Screens and Focus. And thank you for being a part of this 200th episode. Hey, thank you. So fun. Hi, Diana. This is Tommy from Los Angeles. Gosh, my favorite friends episode. Well, I loved so many of them that it's hard to tell you which one, but I want to say that mostly I really enjoyed all of the characters, each one of them, their quirky personalities, how they each had the spotlight, but they all seemed so gracious with each other. Um, and that's how you are. That's you, Diana, with all your friends, so gracious always, and you have so much fun. I had the pleasure of co-hosting episode 185 with you, where we took a deep dive into season two of Ginny and Georgia. I had so much fun, and you were so incredibly gracious and supportive every step of the way. Just It's just how you come across with all of your co-hosts, with everyone. You have such a good time, and you're so amazing. So congratulations on 200 episodes. That's amazing. I hope you keep going for 200 more. Um, congratulations, Diana. You're incredible. Hey, Diana, I just wanted to say congratulations. 200 episodes is such an incredible milestone in anybody's career. And I really, really enjoyed being your co-host, if not for a brief period. It was fun. I liked just the banter, the conversation, the insight. It was, it was truly a very interesting and fun experience for me. And I wanted to extend my well wishes to you for continued, continued, continued another 200, 400, 600 episodes. I look forward to hearing all of the things that you have to say and all of your other co-hosts, what their impressions are. It's been a really good ride for me, and I know it's a wonderful ride for you. So congratulations. It's 
uh, your co-host. I don't know which number I am, but Margaret. Anyway, I'll talk to you later, I hope, and I can't wait to hear what's coming next. Congratulations. Hey, Diana and friends. It's Dave from Squawking Dead. Congratulations on your super magnificent 200th episode screens and focus. It's a major achievement. You've earned at least a slice of cake to split amongst yourselves, but never a full cake because it keeps you hungry. Second, as far as friends, the friends of the television show, I am not really a fan. But I took a moment to ask my wife why she loves the show so much, and here's what we've come up with. She, too, thinks by today's standards, Friends is objectively a bad show. Though everyone on the show represents an archetype, rather than drifting into a more nuanced version of themselves over time, instead, the show drove their archetypes into the ground. Joey was always more of a happy-go-lucky guy, but became, quote-unquote, the stupid friend. Ross was always a little awkward, but over time, quote-unquote, the hopelessly pathetic friend. Phoebe grew more unapologetically unhinged over time. Monica went from being kind of obsessive-compulsive just to just plain mean. Chandler pretty much stayed the same throughout the series, save for his neuroses, which evolved over time, making him a lot more entertaining. I suppose in many ways he grew a little out of being a man-child as well. Rachel's the only one who really showed growth over the course of the series, if you were paying attention. She started off incredibly stuck up and entitled, but over time took responsibility, and one could even say she's the empowered friend. But the big reason why people watch Friends is because it was basically the best sitcom on television at the time. It's a comfort show time capsule featuring a rose-tinted window into the fantasy of growing up as a 20-something in New York City, which wasn't in any way, shape, or form what it was like to grow up in 1990s New York City. Take it from me, (laughs) Brooklyn born and raised. But let's face it, sometimes we just want our a little predictability in a wildly unpredictable world. We want our good guys to be good, our bad guys to be bad, our funny guys to make us laugh, our crazy ladies to make us feel more sane, our dumb guys to make us feel smarter, our pathetic guys to make us feel a lot better about ourselves, our Jewish American princesses to make us feel a little bit more humble, and our obsessive compulsive characters to make us feel a little less crazy. Sometimes we just like what we like. And maybe it won't translate into something great today, but back in the day, it it made its mark. And that's why Friends will forever be in its own right part of television history. So with that, thank you for hearing me out. This, Of course, Dave is long-windedly monologuing through an analysis. Hi, ladies. It's Punky Brewster from Squawking Dead. Um, I just wanted to call and say congratulations on such a huge and impressive milestone. 200 episodes is nothing to turn your nose up at, and that's a lot of time and so much work. The editing and the posting and the promoting and the watching content and taking notes and then (laughs) trying to create content. It's all work. It's all tons and tons of work. But we do it because we love the things that we talk about. And while I may not be a huge Friends fan, I know, what kind of basic B am I? 
Um, I do have to say, I did really enjoy the episode where I think it's Joey puts on all of his clothing at one time. That was pretty good. But I don't know the names of the episodes or anything. <laughs> anyway, all this is to say is that you guys do a great job and just keep doing what you're doing. And don't ever lose that compassion or that passion and that that drive to to follow your interests and talk about things like friends or the walking dead. Congratulations. You guys deserve it. Bye. As we continue this special occasion, let's return to the conversation with Michelle, where we delve deeper into the impact and cultural significance of Friends, along with our TV and movie recommendations featuring the talented cast members. All right, so that leads me into the impact of Friends on pop culture and on television, because there's the fashion, the hairstyles, all these memes and catchphrases, and so does any of that stick out to you that you want to bring up or mention? Uh, well, for sure, the, you know, Rachel's hair. I mean, that was obviously something that you you, you can't. I mean, I was, and they were all super cute. I think there was only one one time where I think it was that where I don't even know what season it was, but when Bruce Willis and that whole thing came into being and she had the really long hair, it was the only time that I didn't absolutely adore her hair. And, of course, people were getting their hair cut to the Rachel, right? I mean, that's, right. that's a big um, I think that we saw TV changing during the time that was a long, you know, decade, whatever. What was it? 12 years? 12, 10, 10, 12, 10 years. 10, 10 years? seasons. Yeah. 10 seasons. So a lot of freedom between the beginning and you could, you know, you didn't hear the, the straight out references of anything that was a sexual innuendo or whatever else wasn't there. And then as the decade went on, there was more freedoms in what, was allowed on TV, even network TV, because they were, you know, network. So um, that was, that was something that stands out to me. Um, I, you know, I think other than that, the, the popularity of the people who wanted to, um, to be on friends and they had a lot of guest stars. Yes. Um, so that was something that definitely, I don't know, I'm sure it was popular on lots of other shows uh, before that, but I remember it standing out to me more um, because it was, you know, there's the Brad Pitt episode and there's, you know, so many other amazing superstars. What about for you? What, what that stands out to you? There's so many things. Of course, everybody thinks when they think of Jennifer Anderson, her hair, her hairstyles, or Rachel. Yes, I wanted that hairstyle. It was just so cool. I even loved the way she looked in her clothes. It was just amazing. <laughs> I loved everything about her. All the memes and the catchphrases, they, they're all over the place right now. We were on a break, pivot, how you doing? <laughs> you know, all of that. So uh, Those are some good ones. Pivot! <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love that episode too. And also the theme song. We cannot go without talking about this theme song. I'll be there for you. It's it's so perfect. It was written exclusively for friends. It was the Rembrandts sang the song and it was composed by Allie Willis, I believe. But man, ooh, they're rich people. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because, wow. Yeah. Talk about a home run. Yeah. It's just an incredible song. Do you know when I see the opening credits, you know, when you see a show over and over again, 
I kind of want to fast forward. No, I want to watch it. It's so good. I love the song. I love seeing them. That scene, even though it was, they were supposed to have been in New York, they were actually filming in Los Angeles. And that opening scene, I believe was on, I think, Warner Brothers, lot. their location, their lot. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, I, I, I just think it, it's, I can watch it all the time. It never yep, gets old. I agree. I do watch the beginning also and how it changes and you know, exact fact, it's funny because again, watching it every day, right? You don't know and it depends on where, what time you're watching it, which episodes are on. It doesn't necessarily always go in order. Um, I can tell right from the beginning what pictures they're showing, what season I'm, I'm in or about what season I'm in because it does change, you know, from time to time. And then of course there's the what are they going to do on the three claps, right? So it's always different um, over over the years. And then something else, I don't remember, I, I think it was on our food tour that we might have learned this, but there was this big ruckus from people in New York who were saying that people their age could not afford an apartment, that apartment at the location that it was in Greenwich Village. Um, and so there was about a lot of people, I guess, writing in uh, to the show because it was so unrealistic that these 20-somethings could afford an apartment in Greenwich Village. And then they threw in, I think it was right away in season one, that Monica had um, assumed the apartment from her grandmother and it had red control. And that was the reason uh... that she was able uh, to afford it. So they actually threw that in there because there were fans that were just so upset about the fact that how unrealistic it would be that that these people could live in Greenwich Village and as we know based upon our village our our visit um yeah it's a pretty special place it is it's a very special place and there's no coffee shop underneath (laughs) I know (laughs) I know we tried to go to that pop-in experience but it wasn't open when you and I went we're like that's bummer Uh exactly (laughs) we wanted to visit it we didn't get to So, you know, the characters in this series demonstrate the importance of loyalty and honesty and forgiveness and, you know, in maintaining a strong relationship. And I know that that resonates with me because of our friendship. And so I just love that about them because forgiveness is the biggest, one of the biggest um, traits, characteristics that I, I just think it's so important. My dad told me that once. Okay, this is just a little personal insight. One time my son had to interview my father. He had to interview the most, the uh, eldest person he knew. So he interviewed my dad. And that was one of the questions was, what is the most important thing? What do you think is the most important thing? And my dad said, forgiveness. And I have never forgotten that. And I think it is so true. If you have forgiveness in your heart, that's all that you need. You can get over anything because things can fester in you and you can hold on to things, but you just got to have that forgiveness. And I love that these characters um, show that they could have that, that they could forgive one another when somebody did something that probably wasn't the best decision. Absolutely. And I think the ability to be confident in your friendship and friendships, I should say, plural, and being able to express what your, your true feelings were. I mean, I think they set the stage for honesty and and trueness and depth of, of, of friendship. So um, I didn't know that story about your dad. That's a pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. 
Like, yeah, oh. yeah. Although they weren't always honest with each other, but it came out <laughs> eventually because that was part of the right. hilarity of the show. Have, because it's like gotta have the comedic twist. And, and I mean, those writers, I, I get, I can't, yes. I just can't say enough about how they did exactly that. It was, it was art. It was absolute art and brilliancy in writing. No doubt about it. All right. Well, we could keep talking about friends, uh, but we are going to move on to, I would love to know if you have a TV or a movie recommendation featuring one of the friends cast members. I do. I have, you know, well, first, the first one that comes to mind, because I, I know when I ask people, some people haven't seen it yet. Friends, the reunion is definitely up there with uh, my absolute favorite. Um, I could watch it again and again and again. And it gave me such um, like I felt like an insider. I felt like, you know, I just I learned so much watching them be interviewed, watching the writers be interviewed and explain how the casting happened, who got cast in what order. You know, David Schremer being the, the, the primary, knowing that he was going to it was going to be written for them. And then just all of it, watching the them this many years later, their love for each other, the awkwardness of the ones that maybe aren't. As, it was just it was I could watch it again and again, and I have. I have watched it over and over. So that would be one thing I would recommend, and that, that seems like a no-brainer. Um, as far as um, movies with the cast members in them, the one that comes to mind immediately is Along Came Polly. It's with Jennifer Aniston and, um, um, oh, my gosh, Ben Stiller. Um, and I just loved that movie. She was very different. Um, so it was probably one of the times that I saw her early on where she wasn't quote unquote, Rachel. Um, and I just loved that she was this lighthearted, um, fly by night, very irresponsible, um, lady and, and, um, the pillow scene, I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, the fact yes, that I have. She, she was, yeah. So uh, the pillows always, every time I put my pillows on my bed in the morning, when I'm making my bed, I think how ridiculous it is that I have five or whatever it is. And, and that, that scene stands out. So that's one of my favorites with her in it. I thought it was very genuine and, and well done. Um, and then the other one that I like, and, and it happens to also be Jennifer Anderson is the morning show. Um, not a movie, but a series. And um, I actually did not necessarily appreciate or enjoy her character in that. It was very different. She was very stern looking, um, and, you know, her, her, I didn't connect with her character, but then I realized I really didn't, you know, I didn't have a lot in common with Rachel's character either, but there was just something likable about her, no matter what, even though she was a spoiled brat, she was still very, she was somebody I'd want to hang with. And in the morning show, which was with um, Reese Witherspoon and, and, and I think it was two series, if, uh, two um, seasons, seasons yeah. I mean. Um, it was it was very very good. I, I also um, I, I would watch that again, and I think that she did a great job. And I believe she also got a, a, an Emmy award uh, for for her performance in that. So a that was something I enjoyed. Maybe a nomination. I don't know. Nomination. Okay. Maybe I can't. I'm trying to think myself. But I think she it should might have. have been a Golden Globe. Yeah, it might have been. I think. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. I think it was a Golden Globe. Yep. Yep. Okay. Nomination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, well, I love all those. Just FYI, I love Jennifer Aniston and I love every, I watch everything she's in because I just think she's hilarious. And I wasn't even going to mention anything from Jennifer Aniston because I'm like, I keep talking about her. 
We Are the Millers is like my favorite comedy, one of my favorite comedies. Um, I like the the Good Girl. I think it was the Good Girl, right, with Jake Gyllenhaal. That was one of her first, I think, movies that she had done way back when. Oh, something. Oh, the Murder Mystery Two with Adam Sandler. I laughed so hard. Oh, I just yes. watched that recently, and it was so funny to me. It was very good. So there is so much with Jennifer Aniston that I love. But I also wanted to bring up Lisa Kudrow because I love Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I just remember loving that so much. It's with Mira Sorvino and it's just, it's so funny. And I believe I saw that with my sister. And so that's a really good memory that I have when I watched that was with her. And also... Not too long. It's been a little bit now, but she had a series, uh, Who Do You Think You Are?, where you look back on your ancestry. And I believe that that did win some Emmys. So I would advise people to take a a look at that because it it was pretty good. I have not seen that one. I'll have to put that one on my list. I think her comedic timing is amazing. I mean, she is just a brilliant comedian and an actress. Yes. Um, But I agree with you that she is, um, I think, underrated. For, for exactly all of, of what 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 she does and how well she does it. I totally agree. I think she's she is going back to about mad about you, right? I mean, that's yes. where she that's where she came that's from, right. and Ursula. And all, yeah, and I thought she was she was brilliant then. She just she was just that quirky, um, brilliant timing and facial yeah. expressions. I think she's supposed yeah. to be in a new series coming out. I think it may be this year, and it's called Time Bandits bandits and she is supposed to be in it so i'll look forward to seeing that with her in it the only other thing i think we we failed to mention and and i feel is important to mention is um matt Matt leblanc i mean he's still yummy and so i just think (laughs) that we should acknowledge the fact that he is actually i will say when he first came out in the show i did not think he was the big hunk that everybody thinks that he was, yeah. you know, that, that, that he was supposed to be. And over the years, he became, especially when he became Endearing Joey, who had a moral compass yes. that was, you know, just he was a good character. But just Matt LeBlanc has aged and seasoned, become quite the silver uh, fox. So I just need to do that. I love it. To, to Matt. Well, we didn't <laughs> mention Chandler. And I, I think Chandler is hilarious. Oh like he is so funny. His sarcasm is so great. It's just like every character. Yep. That's what every character is a gem. And just it is it is but foot to the fire, foot to the fire. I'd have to pick him as my favorite just all yeah. around because of, of every single part. Like if you were to just break it down to every sing, everything timing, um, character, ethics, um, who he was, uh, what role he played. Um, it, it was he was it was definitely, I, 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 if I had to, I'd have to say that he's I, absolutely. I think I could agree with you on that. I, 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 yeah. If I recall, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but if I recall, they also did not plan on him and, and Monica being together forever. It was kind of kind of written into the script to where maybe they would have a rendezvous and people liked it so much and it connect, the chemistry was so good. That it ended up being, I think that's what they said in the Friends reunion. So it ended up being something that became, you know, definitely a very um, important part of of the series and and allowed the writing to change in a direction that made it to where we could finally say goodbye, knowing that everybody's lives were going off and becoming what happens after you're out of your 20s. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, Michelle, thank you for this conversation. It has been uh, such a blast to just talk about friends with you. I, you know, we see each other all the time, but we don't, we aren't able to just really talk about our love for this show. So I want to thank you for exploring it all with me in this episode, in our 200th episode. And also, I want to mention that you had joined me for an episode on Yellowstone season five, part one. Hopefully part two will come out at some point. But if people love Yellowstone, they can go back and look, listen to that episode. But again, I want to thank you for being here with me today for always supporting me, Screens and Focus. And I just adore you and love you. So thank you. Well, congratulations on 200 episodes. That's quite a milestone. I'm very proud of you. And I enjoy listening to your podcast every time, whether I'm a part of them or not. So thank you for including me on this near and dear to my heart topic. I really, really enjoyed being able to spend this time. And when we have lunch tomorrow, we might end up talking I know we probably will. <laughs> we probably will. <laughs> All right, we did it. We celebrated Screens and Focus 200th episode highlighting friends with all of you, all of my listeners, past co-hosts, all my friends, all my family. Thank you once again for being a part of this celebration. Here's to many more memorable episodes and shared moments on Screens in Focus. Until next time, keep watching, keep exploring, and keep those screens in focus. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Remember to subscribe to Screens and Focus at screensandfocus.com. We would love more members of our community. We'll be releasing new episodes on Mayan Season 5 finale and The Walking Dead, Dead City. So look for those in the coming weeks. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye.